Welcome back to Spilling Eve, Season 2, Episode 8. Before we get into the recap of the finale of the season, I just wanted to take a sec to say thank you to all of you listeners at home for the incredible support this season. Uh, I can be a really anxious person when it comes to to asking people for things and having to ask for likes and comments and go on our social media and, you know, iTunes feedback can make me really, really uncomfortable. But you all have delivered in spades. You've been so generous and so kind telling other people about the show and uh, sending in your messages and reviewing on iTunes. I've been blown away by all the amazing iTunes feedback we've gotten from so many different countries, which is amazing. It only takes you a couple seconds to do or maybe, maybe a minute if you're living a really lengthy review, but it does such huge things for the podcast. And I am so incredibly grateful. All of the messages and email and all of the awesome uh, Facebook group community that you've built up there. I'm just, I'm so impressed and I'm so grateful. And it's made this season so fun, even though I personally have been in a very busy stage. Uh, it's made it such a joy to come to this podcast every week. So with that out of the way, uh, the show isn't going to go anywhere after this episode is over. We are still going to do some mini-sodes in the hiatus, but it's kind of up to you what those look like. So last year we attempted mini-sodes and we ended up only doing award shows because of course the show was nominated for awards last year. Uh, I would like to do more this year, but I'm very open to what you're interested in. Is it thematic ones like costumes and music? Is it uh, bringing on special guests and just hearing them gush about this show or their favorite parts. Let me know what you would like that to be. Which brings us to today's guest. Today's guest is an incredible actor, writer, producer. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Kolaski. Hello. I really went you. into like an announcer voice <laughs> there. Felt so natural. Come on down. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen that Price is Right documentary on what? Netflix? No, but okay. oh my God, I used to watch Price is Right every day at my grandmother's house. Of course I loved you did, it. Sarah. <laughs> well, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. I have no idea what it's called. Okay. I was quite tipsy when we watched it, but it's about a guy who basically is the biggest super fan of Price is Right and gamed the system. He memorized how much every item costs oh for like the God. last 30 years. Oh my God. And he was kind of a friend of the show and then kind of a pariah. It's amazing. Oh Watch it. Untitled Price is Right documentary. I'll, I'll look for it. Uh, <laughs> yes, please do. Now that we don't have Gilling Eve to watch, we got to fill our time with yeah. something. Uh, so Sarah, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I could brag about you forever, um, but I'll make you do it a little oh, bit. Oh, right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, well, like you said, I'm an actor and a writer and a producer, and uh, my biggest project to date was the feature film Great, 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 and uh, that got a few accolades we... in which you star yes. and also co-wrote yes yes i i produced it i co-wrote it and i starred in it i'm honestly tired just hearing that sentence <laughs> it uh it was a labor of love um and and but it, it paid off we were really pleased with um <clears throat> with everything that uh that came out of it we were nominated for a canadian screen award for best original screenplay myself and my co-writer adam garnett jones who also directed the film shout out and uh, who I actually watched the last few episodes of Killing Eve with last night. Full circle. So, yeah. <laughs> Full circle, baby. That's showbiz. Uh, and then, and you and I met six years ago. Wow. At Second City doing mm -hmm. improv for actors classes. I cannot and... believe that is six years ago. Yeah. We did. My first experience doing a Second City class was really poor and I did not enjoy it and I thought oh. I would never go back. Oh. And then our mutual friend, Adele, who yeah. has been on this podcast in season one, demanded I take another class because she had such a good experience and that was the class that we all got to meet and we uh, met so many yeah. awesome other actors and creatives who we are still friends with yeah it's I'm, I'm gonna be doing a fringe play with yes, two with people the champagne twins. yes with jamie and john champagne I'll, I'll take a i'll take a moment to plug oh my gosh plug away we'll just plug this whole thing uh that's amazing yeah actually i'm just gonna say the name of the show so. <laughs> Say the name, Sarah. It's called Sincerely the Rebels Club. And if you live in Toronto, you can catch it at the Toronto Fringe Festival this July. Hooray! Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Cool. Uh, but let's get into the recap. Let's right. get into yes. this yeah. episode. Yeah. So season two, episode eight, Your Mine. 
directed by Damon Thomas. And I believe it was written by Emerald Fennell, the showrunner for this season. Uh, It wasn't updated on IMDb until like today. So I don't know if that's a guess. I feel like it was, I remember thinking, and I could be wrong Mm -hmm. because I watched three episodes in a row last night. Um, I I remember thinking that the last one was written by a man. It's it's totally possible. It wasn't on IMDb at all. Interesting. I didn't want to do any more research than that. And then her name (laughs) popped up, but maybe she just has a general like show running credit Credit. that's on there. Uh, Anyway, whoever wrote it. Oh, we're about to talk about it in great depth. Cool. So (laughs) this uh, episode uh, opens on Villanelle discovering Aaron Peel's damning security footage. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is a murderer, like a vicious murderer. Of course, the whole season has been leading up to him being weird and strange and bad. And the more we've seen Villanelle around Aaron, he's had that sort of strange control. Yeah, which, I mean, do you want me to jump in? Yes, please. Which I found strange because the thing that seemed to attract him to her was when she hit him in the face with a book. (laughs) Yes. And and kind of displayed a total disregard for what he wanted. And yet what the relationship turns into is a very, yeah, like one side controlling relationship and not... I, yeah, I was like, oh, he's found someone who he can talk to and who understands him on a different level. But it just turned into this very one-sided yeah, relationship. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was weird. very hard to watch. Yeah, it was weird. But then we, we see Villanelle discover, oh, this isn't just like a douchey rich boy. This is a killer, murderer. So, yeah, psychopath. So, yeah, another a yeah. fellow psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she's watching it. She sees footage of her. She sees footage of this other um, young woman being brutally killed. And then we cut to her having breakfast with Aaron. And yeah. he says he's looking up dirt on a potential buyer for this weaponized information tech. And she asks if she can see the picture. And he shows it to her and it is Raymond, who was her most, I would say, terrible handler to date. Uh, And she squeaks out the safe word. She squeezes gentleman. She says something like, oh, he's a weird look. What a weird looking gentleman. Gentleman. (laughs) Which does ring so false and weird just to hammer home the point that this is not a good safe word. But of course, Eve picks up on that right away and panics. And earlier we've seen Eve and Hugo have this little exchange where he calls her Mrs. Robinson and they're Mm -hmm. trying to kind of contend with the tryst that happened. (laughs) Uh, And she hears the safe word and she, she runs out to the hallway, but she hears kind of stuff happening out there and he's already been stabbed. Uh, uh, Hugo. Hugo. I thought he, he was shot. Oh, was he shot? I think, I think you, you hear a gunshot. Oh, that's hilarious. My note literally says Hugo has been attacked. Stabbed? Question mark. <laughs> so shot. I, shot. I think, it is. I think. I think she, yeah, because I remember hearing gunshot. Uh, it, that also makes a lot more sense. Uh, she. <laughs> she. Eve runs downstairs. She tries to help him, but he's not well. She runs downstairs. She starts to write a note. I didn't. I couldn't catch what she was writing. Oh, on, on the, the envelope. Yes. Oh, she's like man shot third floor <laughs> call ambulance like it's so ridiculous anyway that's my personal yeah, that, that's fantastic <laughs> uh i love that uh but then right as she's kind of about to leave it a man walks in and she freaks out jumps behind the counter pretends she's working at the hotel uh has a very weird exchange with him where he asks if his like colleague or friend came by and she's sussing him out and he's sussing her out and then he asks her out yeah which is so funny and Sam, this is just another testament to sandra O. Oh, her acting in this moment yeah. when she's like extreme heightened emotions danger is everywhere yeah. but she also just seems genuinely confused that yeah. this man would ask like, her on maybe, a date maybe flattered a yeah. little flattered <laughs> she's like bemused by yeah. it it's such a interesting moment yeah a- and then she puts on one of these maid uniforms that she finds behind the desk yeah. and grabs a bunch of laundry from the hotel and heads over to Aaron Peel's house across the street. 
And she sneaks in basically by, I thought it was such an interesting way to pull back the way the season talked about the ghost and how the ghost was kind of invisible as a woman of color and whatever. And it seems like Eve is sort of thinking of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And deciding, oh, I know how to blend in. I know how to be invisible in plain sight. Yeah. And she uh, heads over and the security guards basically point her in the direction of the (laughs) servant's entrance. I love it. Yeah, that's right. And she basically walks straight into his house and then she hears sounds, which, okay, let's talk about this, Sarah. (laughs) She hears sounds and she barges into a room, ostensibly to rescue Villanelle because the code word has been uttered. It's obviously laughter, right? The The sounds from the door? Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, it was nothing threatening that made me think, oh, like no one's being killed in there. Yes, and I understand adrenaline's high, you're rushing through, but to me it just sounded like, ha 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 ha, and then she bursts (laughs) open through the doors, and I thought, interesting choice. I would have maybe like hung back five more minutes, get a lay of what's going on, but she doesn't. She barges in, and Villanelle is there, and Aaron Peel recognizes Eve right away because he's, of course, been interviewed by her. And then Villanelle says hi, and Aaron pieces together that they know each other. And, and, and drops her accent, yes, American accent. Yes, and it just turns into this weird thing. And Aaron is only impressed that Villanelle is even more duplicitous and secretive mm-hmm. than he was aware. Mm-hmm. And he knew she was hiding something, but he wasn't, he didn't realize it was this deep. Yeah. And they just have this very weird interaction, the three of them. And Eve is really upset because Eve feels like Villanelle has wasted or misused this secret code word. Yes. Yeah. And put them all in danger. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Villanelle is trying to explain to Eve, this guy's a murderer too. (laughs) And she starts talking about his movies and whatever. And then Aaron Peel offers Villanelle a job, (laughs) which to me, that just felt like the most entitled rich boy thing to possibly do when you're in trouble. It's like, (laughs) oh, I got to buy someone off. And this is obviously at a heightened psychopath level. Yeah. But still, like, what is what is her job going to be? And she kind of asks, like, you want me to help you kill, get people to women? murder? Yeah. Like, that's, wow, really fun offer, yeah, guy. Gross. Uh, <laughs> and he basically tries to goad Villanelle into killing Eve. And it turns into this very tense moment. And then, of course, no surprise, she kills him. Yeah. She slits his throat in front of a mirror, making him watch. Yeah. Which, for Villanelle, that's pretty ordinary. But for normal life, that is terrifying and oh, yeah, horrifying. Yeah. The, and a, a fitting death, I would say, yeah. for a murderer. Yes. Yeah. A murderer slash probably serial killer. Yeah, just like a terrible, awful person. Yeah. Deserve to die. Yeah. yeah. De- deserve <laughs> to die is exactly right. Uh, but Eve doesn't necessarily feel that way. She freaks out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has... This is now the second time this season that... Uh, Villanelle has kind of maintained eye contact with her while murdering someone. So I get it. Because she also pushed that woman in front of the bus. Staring at even the coffee shop. Oh my gosh, I jumped out of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she's obviously... These kills are so intimate for Mm. Villanelle. And she's obviously trying to bring Eve into that. But Eve is not ready for that. Eve's not ready to watch a man have his throat sliced and bleed out mm, and enjoy it yes exactly she's she's really upset and so even villanelle are like kind of bickering as they're sneaking out and they sneak out by villanelle pretending to be this american again billy <laughs> and talking to these guards who are at the front saying that they're going on a shopping excursion and for some reason she's bringing the maid the maid has to carry her shopping yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like they're just walking by breezing out and villanelle is like pleased as punch she seems so delighted with this and eve is still upset and not really having it and certainly not taking part in the fun of the festivities uh and she's in shock that's right so they decide to split up villanelle's gonna find a getaway car Mm -hmm. eve's gonna go back to the hotel and get the tapes because they had recorded aaron peel talking and now that he's dead she doesn't have any other leverage which is also Mm -hmm. part of why eve gets so upset Mm-hmm. Villanelle has messed up her plans mm-hmm. and so she runs back to the hotel and everything is spotless it's been yeah. completely cleaned no body nothing anywhere uh, and she starts freaking out the room is completely clean all her stuff's gone yeah. and then who should show up <laughs> but our beloved Carolyn <laughs> Carolyn is at the door knocking the door to her hotel room and comes in and this scene was 
fascinating to me. So Carolyn basically shows up and very quickly even furs that this is what Carolyn wanted to happen. Carolyn is happy that Aaron Peel has been killed. There were direct orders not to do it, so her hands are clean, mm-hmm. but it was the outcome that she was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, it was all part of her big plan. Yes, and she yeah. has basically manipulated Eve and and Villanelle. Uh, and it's it's really interesting because you would think at this point, so much has happened, you would think Eve doesn't trust Carolyn at all. She knows better than to. Yeah, but well, she... even her, Carolyn's son is like, don't go to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> but still, Eve seems, like, upset or surprised by this quote-unquote betrayal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Well, I, but as well, like, Eve is... Oh, I, well, no, okay, you finish the... <laughs> the oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, well, basically, it just results in Carolyn's telling Eve she can't be loyal to MI6 and Villanelle. And to leave Villanelle behind. And Eve is like, no, I'm not doing that. Eve is sticking with it. And threatens to expose everything Carolyn has done to Kenny, her son. And says, like, I'm going to I'm gonna tell him. And Carolyn just kind of laughs and says, yeah, he already knows. He's on the cleanup crew for this operation. Like, duh. <laughs> and it made me so sad. It kind of broke my heart for that kenny eve relationship that i loved so much but now it seems like oh maybe there is still love there but all the sense of trust is gone yeah they don't have that special secret connection anymore well i mean i guess he knows some of her secrets uh, yeah i think that remains to be seen in season three Mm -hmm. what happens because he obviously kenny cares about eve so kenny might be the only really empathetic character in this entire show i know yeah he's like really the only one who's like this is all bullshit (laughs) yeah Uh, please don't go through with this yeah Yeah. why don't we just all be chill (laughs) and nicer to each other yeah so villanelle is meanwhile looking for an unlocked car and having a really uh challenging time she can't find one she's so frustrated and then her version of Carolyn Constantine shows up mm-hmm. and he beeps a car and there is a car waiting for her with money in the dash. And did he say a gun in the dash? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's where that gun came yeah. from. Uh, and she, she's like, great. We just got to get Eve. And he pulls the exact same thing Carolyn did saying, no, you can't bring Eve. That that does That's not part of the arrangement. You got to leave her behind. Yeah. Uh, and Raymond is here and he's looking for you and he's going to, he's going to kill you. And she laughs and she's like, he doesn't even know where I am. (laughs) And that's when Constantine kind of breaks down that facade and says, yes, he does. You were put in this position because people knew you would kill Aaron Peel and couldn't help yourself. You have been manipulated into this. And he was explicitly told to wait until you did that until he killed like for him to kill you so she is upset she's not (laughs) into this news and it's such an it's like another betrayal by Constantine. exactly and yet another hurdle she is you know i think in villanelle's mind at this point things are going pretty good she's got eve on her team they've killed the baddie together everything's going great so it's like yet another obstacle uh and she she really she really seems to have this thing with Constantine where they've gone back and forth before. And of course, last season she, she shot him. Yeah. She almost killed him and kidnapped his family, (laughs) but they have this connection and this, I wrote down my favorite scene, uh, with Mm. no explanation or follow up. And (laughs) I, it really was, I think because the compassion and connection between these two characters and the two actors is so strong and that entire scene it felt like Constantine almost had tears in his eyes really I found him so genuine in that and Villanelle even though she's not gonna listen to him she's never gonna you know bow to his wishes she she it's like he's the closest to family she has because they have this whole exchange yeah well there's that line she says oh you chose your family over me yeah Um, and he says something like well that's what family is yeah it's not yeah. It's not a choice. It's family. Yeah. And then we get this weird little Easter egg where she's like, well, how would I know? All my family's dead. And he's like, yeah, most of them. Yeah. And then we never follow yeah. up on that. Yes. I forgot about that. I, there yeah. were a few of those that I made. Full disclosure. I think too much about these things. <laughs> Maybe there's a plan, but I just couldn't help but feel oh good luck season three showrunner yeah. <laughs> like, 
You're going to have to tie up this weird loose end uh, and use it in a way that the fans are happy about. Ha 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 ha. Uh, But but it's such an interesting scene. And it ends in Mm -hmm. basically Villanelle leaving and and deciding her allegiance is with Eve. Uh, and she threatens him. She says, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find your family. And he laughs and says something like, I don't think so. Or I don't think that's going to happen, which is just their relationship through this series is so delightful. I'm so happy Constantine's still alive. Really? I don't know. I was a little, when they brought him back, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. I love the two of them. I love their dynamic. I, I don't know what it is about it. I just feel like, in a lot of ways, they are the most truthful with each other because they they don't have that need to have that sort of facade or yeah. make up these pretenses. They can be a little more direct. They still lie to each other, backstab each other all the time. Yeah, but it's like they're playing they're playing the same game or something. I guess, but, but to me, it struck me as like hitting a lot of the same beats over and over, mm-hmm. where it doesn't really change and evolve it's just yeah. sort of like okay i guess well I get and it, it is yeah. interesting to see them sort of back into this cadence after all of this betrayal has yeah, happened that, that's true yeah like what is what does that look like is yeah. there are they both being more cautious mm-hmm. uh, so she refuses to ditch eve yeah. of course that's how it ends and heads back to the hotel and who is waiting for her but dear old raymond, raymond. <laughs> this is so funny i didn't I don't think I wrote down the line, but right when she comes in. So Raymond is in his full Raymond glory. He is standing like spread eagle and he has an ax over his shoulder. I fucking love Raymond. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, A little late for that. Uh, Yes, indeed. Uh, So she comes in and she says something. I should have written it down, but something like, how long have you been standing like that? (laughs) And it's so good because it is such a takedown of, you know, the cool guy in a cool action movie, the badass murderer. It's so over the top. I was like, an act? Yeah. And then she calls that out too. And she's like, you're so dramatic, which is so funny coming from the world's most dramatic assassin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And they have some back and forth and Raymond is just in full evil mode yeah he's just like relishing every yeah i mean we've talked a little bit on the podcast about elements of the season getting a bit cartoonish feeling so heightened and this definitely i think feels like that and it's not bad it's just a choice stylistically to go really big yeah and i think also to take away any sympathy we might have for raymond just to show us this guy's bad he's pure bad it's fine and we know his whole deal within the the 12 is he kills the assassins that they are expiring like the people they're done with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he's come to like give her her end and they have some banter and then he brings eve into it and says eve's probably in one of these rooms and there's a whole thing he puts down his axe and he starts to choke villanelle to death he's like choking her out and she waits for eve to come out and rescue her and then basically makes Eve slaughter him with an axe. Yeah. So Eve is freaking out and she tells him to stop and she she kind of gives him all these warnings mm. and they both, Raymond and Villanelle, are kind of goading her into it. Like, yeah. come on, do it, do it. And he yeah. says, you, you won't be able to kill me. You'll have to do it a bajillion times. Yada, oh yeah, yada. I love that. Like, oh yeah, you'd have to like whip me in so many little pieces and be flying. I was like... That's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would dissuade me from Yeah, he's like, something. think about the work you're yeah. going to have to put into this. Think yeah. about the labor. Yeah. He's trying to reason her out of yeah. killing him with an axe. Yeah. But she does. She swings this axe into his shoulder, oh. and then Villanelle's so mad yeah. that it was such a dumb place to put it. And they go back Where and forth. Where else would you put it, though? I don't know. Oh. Like, what? I also thought of that, and I thought, I feel like just the sheer motion, like having to build up that momentum, yeah. I wouldn't go high. I think no. I'd go to like the, the legs. Waist. Oh, I think I'd go like Achilles tendon. Oh, interesting. But waist makes most sense. I guess so. Like wherever your most the organs are. Yeah, under the ribs, vulnerable yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, I hope I'm never on trial for anything. This is uh, evidence. Yeah. Uh, so she kills him, and then and then Villanelle is like, "You have to keep. He's not dead yet." And so she makes Eve 
continue to strike him basically until he's dead yeah. i was happy that they didn't show yes. that as well i was like i don't i don't need to i can hear it that's fine i don't want to see the axe going into his skull totally and, and we didn't need that because what is important here is not this gruesome murder what mm-hmm. is important is it's eve. it's eve yeah eve is now a murderer mm-hmm. and that is a huge turning point in the series and in that character yeah she has been flirting with this darker side for so long and mm-hmm. so fascinated and tangentially you know dipping her toes in she mm-hmm. has now murdered a man with an axe yeah <laughs> so there's not a lot of coming back from yeah. that and they uh she says she's gonna throw up and villanelle tells her not to and says people are gonna be looking for but, us but that's okay so she's like oh no it'll be yeah it'll be evidence people are gonna be and i'm like your hands were just all over an axe <laughs> like it, that's just one of the like so many things in the show where i'm like i can't what the like <sighs> logic yeah. problems yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah that anyway. is really funny and really true i didn't even think about the axe i also thought it was funny because i thought well the the people who are really going to be after you are the 12 and they don't need forensic evidence no they're just gonna hunt you down and kill you they're not gonna like send this puke sample back to the lab yeah but yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're like by the lab wink wink we mean a killer is gonna come kill you yeah (laughs) Uh, so they sneak out the back and to to avoid guards and eve is in complete and total shock Mm -hmm. she uh, i thought this was filmed really well like in the way we kind of see the audio and visuals from her perspective are all a bit clouded Mm -hmm. and uh they're trying to you know outrun this tale and Mm -hmm. villanelle takes her into okay villanelle takes her into this tunnel slash giant building yeah like something totally unknown like it could be you know i don't know i was like what is going on at this point i i I was kind of (laughs) the logic was gone i thought i and i mean i have been to rome but only a as a tourist and not for quite a long time and i just thought i don't remember there being giant buildings that can lead you into these secret places yeah and that would be like that you could see where you're going like wouldn't there be zero light down there and it's beautiful and it looks like they're on the set of gladiator or something like yeah it is just these roman uh i was gonna say archives uh oh, <laughs> uh, these Roman um, ruins. Ru- yeah, it's Ooh, ruins. I have a vocabulary. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and this is our sort of our, our final moment uh, with these two. What what are they doing? We quickly have a moment of Carolyn and Constantine together, and Carolyn hands Constantine an envelope, and he walks away, and that's it. It's such a brief scene. Oh my god! Yeah, and similarly, I don't it, it was really really quick, and it feel felt like. Okay, you're trying to oh, set oh, up yes. something. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. Like, we get it. We get that you're working together. You need to give us more. It's yeah. fine. I want to know everything. Uh, so then they are in this, in the, ooh, in and amongst these ruins, and birds fly overhead, and they get freaked out, and Villanelle pulls out her tiny, tiny gun, tiny gun. <laughs> uh, and Eve clocks it and gets really upset because she realizes, oh, Villanelle made me, with my bare hands, like murder this person, yeah. ax him to death. Yeah. She had a gun. Yeah. And she asked, she calls her out on it right away. She's yeah. like, why didn't, how long have you had that since when? Yeah. Uh, and, but, but also I think it's just important to note that before that moment, Villanelle is talking about their life together and so excited and has this like fantasy of them moving to Alaska and Eve is sort of like still in this dream state totally along. And Villanelle, and then, this scene is the first time, I, I believe ever in the series, that Villanelle verbally states her desires and her feelings. Yes. We've had so much inferred and implied. Villanelle in this scene says, I love you, mm-hmm. you're mine. Mm-hmm. Like she literally mm-hmm. says that. She yeah. talks about this whole life they're gonna have together yeah. and it starts with her asking what do you want for dinner right and yeah, Eve's yeah. still out of it it's like dinner what are you, yeah. I don't know <laughs> and Villanelle's like I'll cook for us like yeah. it's yeah. it's such an interesting scene and then yeah this bird thing ha- happens and in some ways it kind of she's obviously still in shock but it kind of snaps Eve out of into reality yeah I would say yes and realizing and she says she's she wants to leave she wants to go home and Villanelle's kind of laughing at her mm-hmm. saying you can't go home. Yeah. Like, you just you're a murderer. Axe murdered yeah. Yeah. someone to death. Yeah. 
who very powerful people are going to be upset about. Yeah, like, this yeah. is our life now. Let's yeah. move to our Alaskan villa. Yeah. Alaskan uh, villa? <laughs> and I need to make it clear, I've never been to Alaska. Uh, I assume you're just in ice villas all day. Uh, and Eve refuses. And when Villanelle says, you're mine, Eve says, no. And she's not, she's not even giving her a little. She's basically just saying, like, I reject you. Yeah, I, yeah. I reject you. That's exactly yeah. right. It's a total and absolute rejection. And so she starts to leave. And then Villanelle, spoiler alert, mm. if you're somehow listening this far and have not watched this show or season, uh, Villanelle shoots her in the back Yeah, with her teeny, teeny tiny gun <laughs> that I'm sure didn't do that much damage because obviously Eve isn't dead because obviously the show is renewed for a third season. I, yeah, when, when I saw that scene, I was like, is this the end of the season? series like killing eve okay (laughs) she killed killed. (laughs) yeah uh yeah i thought it was funny i thought oh this is one of those instances where not knowing the show had been renewed would be much preferable yes because obviously the fandom wanted to know and was so excited to hear about the third season but just hold out one more yeah it just it it took away so much from that moment just knowing well She's Eve's not, not dead. dead. Yeah. Not having to wait a whole summer yeah. or whatever. Be yeah. like, oh, I wonder. Yeah. Like old timey TV. Yeah. <laughs> Back from our youth. It's true. Uh, and that is the finale. Mm-hmm. So this finale has been incredibly divisive in the Killing Eve fan world. Uh, mm-hmm. Online, people have praised it and loved it. And people have mm-hmm. eviscerated it and hated mm-hmm. everything about it. Uh, and I personally feel like I land kind of somewhere in the middle. Mm. There were elements I liked. There were things we got to see and dynamics in relationships I thought were enjoyable. But I ultimately didn't feel satisfied in any yeah. huge way. And because we know Eve's not dead, I also don't feel like it's a compelling cliffhanger. Yeah, I agree. I For me, the whole second season has been disappointing. Compared to the first season, I was just like... I love this show so much. I was so excited. And then pretty much like one or two episodes into the second season, I was like, oh, this is not as good. It just doesn't have the tension that the first season had. And also, I mean, this is sort of like broader picture, but um, in the first season, everyone, almost everyone who dies, you are invested in somewhat. Mm-hmm. And to see them die is, is shocking. And, and um, uh, yeah, you you really feel, what's, what's the word? It's a visceral uh, experience. And then second season, it's just like random people we've never heard of are getting killed. I don't care. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Peel. Peel. I don't care about that guy. And it's not even, I would say like an Aaron Peel death, death, death is not even that satisfying. It's not like we've watched him do all these terrible things and get away with it. We've just sort of been told this guy's a douchebag. Yeah. We watched Villanelle watch the video. Yeah. There was nothing. I mean, I, I was, I, I think I will remember for a long time the image of him smiling as he watches himself bleed out. That yeah. was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, great choice. But uh, wow, that's super creepy. Um, but I didn't feel anything. It was just sort of like, okay, yeah, I'm glad you're dead. Yeah, I do think that, I mean, I have my own theories, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that in the first season, doing things like killing off bill Mm -hmm. so early and unexpectedly those were the kind of shocks Mm -hmm. that made the show feel so intensely dramatic and then we also had that beautiful phoebe waller bridge witty hilarious cutting dialogue to sort of not necessarily diffuse that tension but to play with it and to make the genre blend so fun and that is part of what drew me to the show initially Mm -hmm. was that blending of like a crime procedurally kind of a show so fun and then a hilarious dry British comedy. Yes. That's that's a dream. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. I yeah. am still mind blown that yeah. it was done so well. Yeah. And this season I felt kind of pulled back on both of those. Yes. Some yeah. there were some funny lines, there were some funny moments. In general, it didn't feel as funny and it didn't feel as shocking no definitely not yeah there wasn't that driving force uh, mm-hmm. in every episode where i was like i can't wait to see the next one. Oh my god totally oh my god. and this yeah and just... as a finale i would say technically yeah. they did a lot of things right they tied mm-hmm. up the loose ends i'm so happy that aaron peel's story is kind of over Done. with and we yeah. can move on yeah. 
I love that the two of them had this big standoff moment again. I thought that was a really interesting choice to have it so closely parallel the season one finale. Like mm. the season one finale, Eve stabs Villanelle. Right, yeah. To have the season two of finale villanelle shoots eve like what's yeah. gonna happen on the third one they're gonna, they're gonna hang each other, each other. <laughs> i don't i like it, at this point it just seems like okay we gotta break a little bit from this formula you can only take it so far yeah i agree i mean i really liked the scene the, the raymond villanelle eve scene yes. like i i love overall i love the performances every actor yes. is so fantastic in the show and i think that really supersedes any like faults in the writing because the performances are so sharp um i actually like jodie comer more than uh sandra O oh on the show yeah and, i think that's and, a pretty common feeling i yeah. love them both and i feel like they do really different things yeah. in the show um oh but wait we didn't wait uh, the end of uh the very very end of the episode now i'm getting them all mushed oh, up fine. in my head but is it the reveal of the girlfriend of a, of that teacher being dead is that at the end of uh yeah that was that was last week yeah oh Gemma. okay but they oh, do but they do okay. but they do go back to her again they do go back there is a quick shot in the finale unless i am also blending them together just of nico alone locked in that storage container with the dead Gemma. Oh, okay yeah. yes that's yeah i thought that was at the very end because yeah. that as well you're kind of reminded oh yeah villanelle is this awful not awful, but like this very dangerous psychopathic person yeah uh, and yet eve has been trusting her so you're kind of like wait why eve why are you so surprised that this blew up in your face yeah um and also I, uh, yeah. what what did you think was gonna happen yeah i, I which I, carolyn yeah. also kinds of calls her out yeah. on she's like well you you're the one who came to rome yeah with this bad plan yeah so. exactly we you you what's the you dug uh, your own grave dug your own grave totally literally yeah uh that's the season three finale (laughs) but i also felt like that final scene with the two of them and Mm -hmm. villanelle sort of expressing her dream of them together it was really interesting because in some ways it felt fan surfacey because obviously the villanelle eve relationship is the thing like online ships are made of people are so into the two of them and there's a huge portion of the population who are like obsessed with their sexual chemistry but i thought that uh having the two of them kind of touch on it but not fully go there and i think we have some some email questions about this too i i thought that was interesting because i felt like it kind of did neither like you're not making the fans happy who just want these two to hook up yeah but you're also kind of cheapening these moments of them actually communicating with each other yeah i just i felt like the sexual tension the chemistry was way better in the first season than in the second like to me i don't know i wonder if part of that is them they've been together so much more physically and yeah. on screen in yes. this season. Exactly. Where last yeah. year it was so much build up, that yeah. anticipation. Yeah. And this year we we didn't have that. Yeah. It's more that they're in like now they're past the honeymoon stage and now they're like, how do we make this work? Oh wait, you're a psychopath. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna work. Oh, <laughs> it's been annoying as co-workers. So <laughs> yeah. Like it's like a bit much. <laughs> exactly. Uh okay, well that brings us to a uh, segment time. Cool. Never said it like that before <laughs> i like that. uh so we will start with top kill so there were actually a number of kills in yeah. this episode which this season i have found has been really light on the kills versus mm-hmm. the first season where sometimes villanelle would do like multiple hits mm-hmm. in an episode all different creative kills this season it's been really light so of course we have some kind of half kills slash potential kills in the season as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first kill we see is the woman that Aaron Peel kills. Mm-hmm. So I didn't enjoy that at all. Nope. It was also kind of a third party past kill. We don't know when that happened. <laughs> <Past> kill. <laughs> uh, and then Hugo is shot. Uh, don't know his deal. I suspect he survives. Also, I love Hugo so oh. I was like so happy that he and Eve hooked up. For me, my top kill is Raymond. Uh, the yeah. two of them doing it together, mm-hmm. Villanelle kind of tricking Eve into it, but also this entire season has been leading up to Eve embracing her darkness yeah i thought the fight choreo was very good having the three of them i love the awkwardness of it too like eve you can really see sandra oh like negotiating the 
Ooh, but yes, I will have to chop them up into many pieces. Like I, I for me, I was right there with her thinking, would I be able to do that? Well, I don't yeah, know. that's exactly right. And I think the the beauty of this show and part of what has made Killing Eve so special is the character of Eve Pilastri is, for the most part, a normal person. She mm-hmm. doesn't have special training. Mm-hmm. She was not trained to pretend to be a maid and go yeah. behind the, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like everything she does is a little clunky. Yeah. And I think there's something so relatable to exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And she's smart. So you know, she ultimately pulls it off. But yeah, you see her th- thinking through how to do these totally oh my gosh like what she imagines a spy would do which is the same as us yeah we're like yeah we also watch tv and movies yeah uh believe it or not yeah yeah so that that was it i i thought this season was a little lackluster in terms of like creative villanelle hits yeah so i'm hoping for a little more of that next next season because i thought that was part of what showed us her personality exactly too. yeah once she becomes uh an employee of <laughs> mi6 it's really like it's okay. kind of like when yeah. you go from freelancing on your own passion projects and you yeah. love them yeah. then you just join some dumb Work, corporation you're yeah. not gonna give it your all <laughs> you're not gonna add special flares no nope. you're gonna clock out <laughs> okay so let's go to top line so mm. this episode was definitely heavy on the action very light on the dialogue mm. and like quippy banter uh, there were a few I really liked. I loved Carolyn confronting Eve and just saying you can't be on her side and ours mm. because it was so simple and concise, but kind of wrapped up the whole thesis of this finale of this season. Mm-hmm. Eve is picking sides. Uh, and then I also loved Villanelle after she stops Eve uh, when they're leaving Aaron Peel's house. She, she slaps her. And Eve looks at her and is kind of taken aback. And Villanelle just says, you were in shock. Yeah. You needed a surprise. Yeah. Like hiccups. Like, hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so yeah. casual to her and she's just relishing it. Yeah. Uh, there were other other great lines. I, think I, I remember the, the line that made me laugh when, <clears throat> excuse me, um, was after Villanelle kills Aaron and she's like, what a douchebag. Is that yeah, what she Yeah, yeah like, totally. what a douche. Yeah, and I was like, oh, thank you for yeah. <laughs> killing just, that guy. Just calling it like yeah. it is. Yeah, it's so uh, casual. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So then we are on to top ship. So Sarah, mm-hmm. do you know what it means to ship two people or characters? Uh, does it have to do with relationship? It does. Oh, God, thank you. Okay. Based on my very cursory understanding. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait till just one day a 15-year-old emails me, like, crying, saying, please stop using the term ship. Uh, But until then, in general, in fandom culture, if you ship two people, it means you love them together. So for the most part, it is romantic. It's like, I ship... I'm I'm trying to think of an example and of course I can but maybe if there are two characters on a show who aren't together romantically but whenever they're in a scene there's some chemistry or whatever people like that or sometimes there are really dark horses you're shipping characters from different shows or real life YouTubers or whatever people you like together and it makes your heart happy so it's like you imagining these two people yes or sometimes they are a real couple and you are just like couple goals okay so for our purposes uh it can be romantic but it can also be platonic who were the two characters who was the relationship you love seeing together on screen most um i love eve and kenny Mm. uh together i also love eve and hugo i love that i feel like (laughs) i I never would have guessed that in a million years i love you being the voice of the hugo eve shippers uh is it just that you found him charming or yeah i found him very charming and i just like for me their chemistry was so much fun to watch it was playful like not i mean i i love nico as well but their chemistry really bottomed out this season it sure did um yeah so watching her play with hugo was really fun i was just like yeah go for it nico's off with that that's school so teacher that dead school teacher <laughs> uh what about you i it's funny i assumed it would be even villanelle just because it's a finale episode i assume there was going to be some big thing with them together they definitely oh my gosh. were yeah sorry i guess i'm answering for like the whole season and yes. not just that yes episode. no that's okay. great and i think for me i felt 
it was Constantine and Villanelle just because of that scene. As I wrote in my scribbled notes, yeah. my favorite scene. Yeah. I just, I feel like the two of them belong together on some, mm. you know, in some other place where they can just do their evil spy work and not be bothered <laughs> and not have the drama. Uh, yeah, it made me long for the olden days where they just, you know, were a slightly dysfunctional handler assassin duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that for sure. I wasn't yeah. expecting it, but you know what? The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> and that brings us to what my heart always wants, which is, of course, Eve Mail. Cool. So, Eve Mail, if anyone is listening to this episode in isolation for the first time, which if you are... Please don't do that. Go listen to other episodes. Uh, Eve Mail is where we hear from you, the listeners, the little killers, your thoughts, your the questions. Is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag little killers. Own it. So we have a number of Eve Mails. Some are very specific to the finale. Some are a little bit more about the season. Mm-hmm. And we have a voice Eve Mail today, which I'm so Whoa. excited about. Cool. They're my favorite kind. So we're going to play that. And then we're going to respond. Hi, Christy. I'm really looking forward to the next um, podcast. I'm going to miss it as well. I'll miss the show, and I'm sure you will too. I'm just wondering, um, can you remember the episode from which Villanelle cleverly stole my accent and what she was doing at the time? Lots of love. It's been great chatting with you all on the Spilling Eve Facebook page too. Bye. Shout out the Spilling Eve Facebook group. Cool. Uh, so good. Uh, that was a voicemail from a listener named Gaynor. Thank you so much for sending that in. You know those are my favorite. Everyone who's sent in a voice recording is my favorite person. I love her accent. Uh, yes. First of all, I'm very glad you centered this question around your accent because <laughs> your accent is so gorgeous. Yeah. And I will probably listen to that recording like 10 more times and try to imitate like your before accent. before you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> every night. I'm the stalker now. Uh, okay. But it also got me thinking. So Scottish accent. And I wanted to do this without going back and researching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely can't identify where in Scotland you are from. Unfortunately, I wish I was that good with dialects. Maybe I'd be a better actor. But I believe, unless I'm wrong, I think the Scottish accent is from the beginning of this season where Villanelle is talking to the businessman in City of London, which I've learned is like the financial district area, not just normal London. Uh, And she grabs the guy by the tie in the elevator and kills him that (gasps) way. Oh, right. Was that a Scottish accent? I don't remember, but I that's remember my that guess. Scene. That's my that's my guess for yeah. when she because I remember it being such a good accent. Of course, Jodie Comer, oh, gosh, you monster. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I I mean I loved. I thought that was one of the most inventive, interesting hits Kills. of the entire season. Yes, yeah, yeah. you're right. I because it that. was also not gory. We didn't see anything, mm. but just the sound and the imagining. Oh, oh yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much. Now let's move on to your written ones that you forced me to narrate. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you guys. Thank you for sending in email. The first one is from Leone. Leone says, hi, Christy. I picked up your podcast three episodes ago and I love it. Being here in the UK, I've had to download the second series illegally to keep up to date. Worth it. <laughs> I, we ne- neither endorse nor don't endorse. <laughs> any of that behavior no, on this buy podcast. It, buy it. Uh, please buy it. Yeah. Uh, I wondered what you thought of the ending, specifically if you think season three will open with Villanelle going back to help Eve, as Eve tried to do that at the end of season one. Eve mm. immediately regretted stabbing Villanelle and tried to help her. Will that be the same case here? Or do you think we'll end up seeing the cat and mouse theme continue as we watch them cross paths and try to get back at each other over the next season? Many thanks, Leone. Great Hmm. question. That is a good question. I think it's really interesting because obviously Villanelle is running extremely hot at the end Mm -hmm. of this episode. She's just been so vulnerable for her, telling Eve she loves her, planning it out. Then Mm -hmm. she gets denied and she kills her. So I think maybe there will be moments of regret. I can't see Villanelle running back in the way Eve did. Eve ran back because 
Eve did something passionate in the moment that she would usually never do in her real life yes. and and has massive consequences for her real life. Mm-hmm. None of that applies to Villanelle. No, I, I can't. I mean, I thought about that because I was like, well, they are literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So does this mean that Eve is dead? Because no one, Who's there's no like, janitor coming to sweep <laughs> up. Uh, like, oh, just an I'm... Italian janitor yeah. walking by. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me Sorry. in a giant mustache <laughs> and like chef boy no, no costume oh, um, no, no offense to all our italian fans we love you italians <laughs> i'm just jealous uh yeah yeah i don't know how they're gonna reckon that and mm. i am so curious if that's something that was worked out pre th- season three showrunner oh, or is that another thing that's like, like have fun. For you. yeah yeah uh i could yeah i feel like they'll probably just have the mi6 They'll justify it in some yeah. way that we were like, they oh, we were her, found her. Yeah. That's a nice thing about a spy show. You can always have some secret tech that doesn't exist that saves the day. Exactly. So just deus ex machina everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to our next one. The next Eve mail is from Andrea. And Andrea says, what a great season of TV and of the podcast. Good luck to us all surviving the hiatus. <laughs> On to my question. Eve becomes more sexually bold in almost every episode this season, each time driven in some way by Villanelle. It really felt like they were working up to something finally happening between them, but of course, we know it doesn't. I love the finale, and I think it ended in a way that feels true for both characters, yet I wonder, could they, should they, have made room for even a kiss? Wanting to kiss a psychopath and wanting to run off into the sunset are two very different things. It seems like the finale could have ended in the exact same way regardless. So was it necessary to hold back on that element of their obsession because you can't have Eve give in to murder and desire? Does it leave something to give them a way back into their obsession in the future? Is the romantic element of their dynamic crucial to keeping it compelling? Or is the show just afraid to go there? Thanks for another great season of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have them kiss. That's, I mean, I just think of this ages me but uh i just think of the x files when you waited so long to see Mulder and scully kiss and then it was like oh okay well they did that what yeah. else is there to live for i would also say in these kinds of shows if you have the protagonists get together it's either going to be really underwhelming and then you have to kind of move past it yeah. or that has to become the new normal of the show mm-hmm. there's a CBS procedural? I don't know what network it's on. I don't know why I brought that up. But Bones does this. Mm. That show ran for like 500 seasons. Mm. And they had a real will they, won't they with the two lead characters for a long, long time. And then they finally let them get together. And it was so great. Mm. And then they kept them together. So it was like, I love that because I'm such a romantic and I'm so happy when I can see characters happy. But what Mm. it meant was that was no longer conflict or tension. So they had to find conflict and tension elsewhere. And I think that's totally valid. That would never work for a show like Killing Eve. You're never going to have them living in domestic bliss. (laughs) And now the conflict is Constantine. Like that's (laughs) not going to happen. I would say, we talk a lot with this show about queer baiting and the Mm. fact that these two sort of representation around female sexuality and uh, queer representation. And I I do find the fact that you had the two of them have this intimate moment, have Villanelle declare her love and you didn't have anything physical. I didn't love that. And I think it will be very telling how the next couple episodes of the next season play out. I wonder if it'll lose fans if they never have them actually be physically intimate i think fans will be incredibly disappointed Hmm. if they don't but also who knows yeah they could have eve turn into a crazy serial killer next season and start murdering everyone she sees the show has no rules okay yeah (laughs) you don't think that's gonna happen i know i kind of doubt it i'd like to see have one bottle episode where she just goes on a killing rampage in like i don't know baltimore and yeah baltimore (laughs) she goes back to the states it's great uh So thank you, Andrea, for that great question. The next question is from Maya. And Maya says, I would say season two is not as strong as season one, but overall was a great way to expand on certain characters. I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. Part of me liked it as an episode, but as an end to this season? Question mark. And then there's emojis. I can't tell what they are on this. (laughs) 
Didn't translate. Uh, I watched the last episode as someone who really loves the show, but also as someone who loves well-written TV. Part of me just really wants Phoebe Waller-Bridge to come back and give her talents again to bring the show back to its original glory. Not that it's all bad now, but uh, it has inklings of maybe going the way of shows that start really great and then fall off. Mm. I would really hate for that to happen. If season one was a nine and a half out of 10 for me, I would give season two an eight and a half out of 10. But wait, uh, so what's her question? Uh, I would say maybe there's not a question. <laughs> Just good, comments, which good is comments, great. Good comments. I mean, I if, if we're rating it, I mean, yeah, I would give the first season 10 out of 10, second season, like, I don't know, maybe six out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels different. And there's yeah. still a lot I love about this show, but I do think that season one you watch and it feels undeniable and you're hooked and you're like, mm-hmm. this is the best show of all time. Mm-hmm. If I just happened upon one of the season two episodes, I don't think I would have had that same reaction. No. no. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how the third season pans out. So the third season, third new showrunner coming yeah. in. Yeah. We don't have PWB coming back and saving the day. And also, uh, I don't think that that would be, I think that would be strange to have her come back at this point. Yeah. I think it would make the second season feel really weird out of place also i just learned today that she's going to be doing rewrites or or contributing to the new james bond Bond movie yeah i was like oh my god i love you so much which is so great and of course people have been talking about jodie comer as bond which (gasps) they would never do but would be so good i would love that we can all just write our fan fiction about it it's fine (laughs) uh so thanks for that maya i i think i think the general consensus is pretty similar. Second season didn't feel quite as strong as the first in a lot of ways. For me, the biggest heartbreak was I just found it wasn't as funny. And as a comedy lover, fan, mm-hmm. writer, performer, I, I laughed. I laughed a lot. I, I do remember laughing a lot. Um, I laughed more than my friend Adam, who I watched it with. I don't remember him really laughing at all. <laughs> just <laughs> stoically <laughs> staring at the screen. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. just something about that lucky Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah voice that i really missed uh okay we got a bunch more let's keep going from martha martha says hi i'm a huge fan of the podcast and love comparing views and opinions with you your guests and the rest of the fandom the whole of series two took my breath away uh in the uk they call seasons series this is just a little christy note so series two is season two again hire me england uh the whole of series two took my breath away and episode eight left me with my mouth wide open in shock what song do you think encapsulates the whole of series two? It can be any song, any era, any genre. From Martha. Oh, Martha, what a good ooh, question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, you know what? I just remembered. I, I really liked that scene in, in episode eight where Villanelle's lying on the couch uh, singing one way on oh yeah that really to me i was like perfect that i would say that yeah and that song is like pretty appropriate to the whole season as well i mean if i had to just name any random song to encapsulate the second season i feel like it would be oh maybe don't go breaking my heart but I don't know if that's me as a fan and an audience member being like, please keep this show good. Or if it actually applies to, you know, the two of them in the show. Uh, cool question. More yeah. questions like that, friends. Uh, okay. We have uh, an email from Carrie. Carrie says, hello, Christy and guest. There you go, Sarah. Shout hello. out. Hello. Uh, I'm still processing the final episode, but I think my feelings as a whole on season two were that it was filled with 10,000 scenes that on their own were little masterpieces, but mm. as a whole didn't necessarily hang out very well together. Mm. There were so many great performances, killer lines of dialogue, and deliciously tense moments. But with the first season, I always felt a sense of confidence that the writers knew the answer behind every mysterial, mysterial, mysterious kernel they dropped. And while I enjoyed every episode, of season two i often felt frustrated at the growing list of loose ends and wondered how closely the writers watched season one (laughs) or even the early episodes of season two i mean why 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 did nadia write peel's name on that note addressed to eve that's a great question we'll circle back to that 
it seemed like Fennell was speeding towards the EV romance and paying little attention to everything else. There are so many loose ends that were never addressed. I can't help but wonder what PWB's version of season two would have been. Hmm. The season showrunner, who is uh, Suzanne Heathcote is her name. The season three showrunner is really going to have her work cut out for her. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the finale and the season in general. Uh, yeah, Carrie, I would say we basically totally agree with you. I think that's a really interesting point about individually as sort of vignettes, them being good, because I, I agree that the performances are undeniable. It's shot so well, almost always. Yes. Uh, You know what? I was, uh, disappointed that the man who asks Eve out to dinner never comes back. There was no payoff. I was like, So are they going to go I out? just assumed they were going to see him in the street while they were like running yeah, and have like a yeah. funny, awkward interaction. Exactly. I Maybe think, it was cut for time. I, I think we do see him on a, on a surveillance camera or something like later on. I remember thinking, oh, that's, Is that's that the him? guy. Yeah. Interesting. But there's no payoff. I don't know. Bring him back, season three, Suzanne. It's your duty. <laughs> there are so many loose ends. I will say that to yeah. Carrie's point. Like I... There's stuff from season one that I have now forgotten about that I hope gets addressed, but at this point I wouldn't imagine no, will be. No, I just want to know, friggin' who's the 12? What's their deal? Exactly. Carolyn like, and Constantine, what is that dynamic? Yeah. Who's pulling whose strings? I just want to know those basic facts. And I get withholding to an extent. We've watched for two seasons. But Give us e- some information. Yeah, there was a lot of suspension of disbelief going on yeah. in this season. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, All right, our final Eve mail today comes from Roxanne. And Roxanne says, Hey, Christy, I am flooded with emotions for Eve. If she wasn't already traumatized with stabbing Villanelle, she definitely will be after killing Raymond. I really like this finale. It had enough momentum and shock value at how much Eve has changed. Ultimately, they played into the hands of Carolyn and fell victim to her game. But if Eve didn't get shot by Villanelle, I would have been disappointed because it would mean that Villanelle could change. But honestly, ask yourselves, do psychopaths ever really change? Every person she's ever quote unquote loved ends up getting hurt by her, or at least to the point where they will do something traumatic to themselves. If she really wanted to kill Eve, she would have shot her in the head. Mm. When has Villanelle ever missed a target? I just feel like so played because I wanted them to run away together. But after all these traumatic events, I feel like there's no way Eve would ever be at peace. I hope Villanelle gets a greater character arc for next season when maybe she somehow finds those long lost relatives. (laughs) Roxanne. Uh, Thanks for that, Roxanne. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Eve's trajectory, Eve's path towards darkness was really the main theme of season two. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked the scene with uh, the psychologist, which yes. I, I don't think was in episode eight, but when episode seven, maybe before yes. she goes to Rome, and where he says, I recommended you be taken off this assignment and they ignored me. Yeah. And then you see her kind of like, Ugh. so it's, I, I really like Sandra O oh playing, watching her play with the internal struggle of like, am I unhinged? No, no, I am doing exactly the right thing. I think that's so much fun to watch. Yeah. But I, it was just like everyone around her, like Nico doesn't change or evolve really much during the season. The idea of that he'd be living with his coworker. <laughs> I was like, what? Who yeah. wrote <laughs> His whole weird affair thing was so, and I mean, I am not an eco fan. So I was like, yep, sounds right. Crazy, <laughs> illogical behavior. Sounds like Nico. But it, it was, uh, it was interesting to see sort of Eve just go so intense into darkness. And then Villanelle's circumstances are so, all over the place in this Mm -hmm. season. I loved being able to see her in the earlier episodes sort of without her power when she's in, I think it's, it's either the first or second episode when she's in the creepy dollhouse, Julian's creepy (gasps) den of dolls. Oh my gosh. And she has to, you know, she is injured severely from the stab and she has to kind of play this demure character. I loved all of that because it it showed us her when we know what she is capable of when she is at 10 and she Mm -hmm. has her team and she has supplies. Mm -hmm. I loved being able to see when she's at one or two and she is, you know, down, down. Yeah. It has to be very, very resourceful. Exactly. And she is, and she's able to get out of that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I, 
I don't know. I think I'm going to be processing that final scene and the shooting and the declarations of love a lot. I'm excited. I'm probably going to watch the whole series through again with mm. Chris soon. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that and kind of get, see everything with fresh eyes a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eve, in some ways, I feel like Eve getting shot by Villanelle almost makes them even. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I feel like you see her, you you see her finally realize, oh, this has all been a giant mistake and I just want to go home. And it was, I was sort of like, no, what? Like, what? <laughs> now it's real to yeah. you? Oh, sorry. No, you don't get to go back to your life. Now. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I guess that's, I'm reacting the way Villanelle reacts. <laughs> totally. But it's true. Like Eve has torpedoed her own life mm-hmm. and now that she's in too deep, maybe yeah. she's having second guesses or yeah. something. Yeah. Like what plane are you operating on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. That Eve Pilastri plane. Uh, what a character. <laughs> oh, indeed. And that, my friends, brings us to our final portion of the show, which is, of course, Confirm the Kill, a.k.a. Plugs. Sarah, what do you have to plug? Oh, cool. Tell us more about this Fringe show. Tell us where people can find you. Tell us where people can watch Great, Great, Great. That movie is so good. Ah. Sarah's phenomenal in it. <laughs> and you should all buy it on iTunes or wherever. Sarah, take oh, it away. Thank you, Christy. Um, yeah, the feature film that I co-wrote, starred in, and produced is called Great, Great, Great. It's a dark comedy about a young couple who decide to get engaged and that almost um blows up their relationship <laughs> so you know if, if you're into things like messed up relationships sexy affairs you're gonna love this movie <laughs> thanks christy um it, yeah you can uh watch it on itunes or google play in canada if you're in the U- the u.s it's available on amazon and I think we have distribution in China as well. Hey. So anyone listening there. Um, and my next project is a Fringe Festival play in Toronto. If you live here, um, it's called Sincerely the Rebels Club. And it is a mashup parody of The Breakfast Club and Star Wars. And I'm playing the Ali Sheedy role slash Darth Vader. Oh. Uh. Um, so I think it's going to be very fun. Oh, what a combo. <laughs> and are you on social media? Can people find yes, you? Yes, yes. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, not so much. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Kolaski. The best. We'll link it in the show notes. Cool. And uh, if you're not following the show already, we're at Spilling Eve on Twitter and Instagram. We're still going to be posting there. It's probably not going to be as manic now that the show's not running. But send us your stuff give us stuff to retweet. We'll be posting updates about the show and casting and all of that. Uh, you can keep sending us your emails, spillingeve at gmail.com. If stuff comes up during the hiatus, we're going to be doing minisodes. If you have ideas for those minisodes, send them to us. Please make my life easier. Please decide <laughs> what they're going to be. Uh, it's been such an incredible season. And a huge part of that has been our new Facebook community, which is a brand new thing we did for season two. And I want to thank our amazing moderators, Kelly and Courtney. They've done a killer job at keeping it a really safe and fun and respectful place. Uh, we have a huge zero tolerance policy for basically assholes of any kind kind. So thank you to those wonderful women. If you're interested in helping moderate the group and you are not an asshole, uh, (laughs) feel free to send me a message or email. Uh, As the group keeps growing, we will definitely need to bring some new moderators in because we are about to hit, well, I won't say the number yet because I don't know that it's happening, but we're about to hit a big landmark number in that group and it's grown so rapidly. Uh, So thank you all for doing that. Thank you for all of the messages you've sent. And, uh, I mean, thanks for everything. You can follow me on Twitter at Christy LaPointe. I tweet a lot of jokes, mostly about food. You can follow me on Instagram at Christy LaPointe. Uh, infrequently put up photos. If you like vegan food, I'm at Plant Based Christy. I'm a lot more active on that one. And uh, yeah, that's it. This has been such an amazing season. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Little Killers, thank you for everything. And remember, all hiatus long. Do not kill anyone. Oh, please don't. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 